I have come to look upon the Missouri as more than a river. To me, it is an epic, and it gave me my first big boy dreams. It was my ocean. I remember well the first time I looked upon my turbulent friend, who has since become as a brother to me. It was from a bluff at Kansas City. I know I must have been a very little boy, for the terror I felt made me reach up to the saving finger of my father, lest this insane devil thing before me should suddenly develop an unreasoning hunger for little boys. My father seemed tall as Alexander and quite as courageous. He seemed to fear it almost not at all and I should have felt little surprise had he taken me in his arms and stepped easily over that mile or so of liquid madness. He talked calmly about it, quite calmly. He explained at what angle one should hold one's body in the current, and how one should conduct one's legs and arms in the whirlpools, providing one should swim across. Swim across? Why, it took a giant even to talk that way for the summer had smitten the distant mountains, and the June floods ran, far across the yellow swirl that spread out into the wooded bottomlands, we watched the demolition of a little town. The siege had reached the proper stage for a sally, and the attacking forces were howling over the walls. The sacking was in progress. Shacks, stores, outhouses, suddenly developed a frantic desire to go to St. Louis, a cottage with a garret window that glared like the eye of a cyclops, trembled, rocked with the athletic lift of the flood, made a panicky plunge into a convenient tree, groaned, dodged, and took off through the brush like a scared cottontail. I felt a boy's pity and a sympathy for those houses that got up and took to their legs across the yellow waste, it did not seem fair. I have since experienced the same feeling for a jackrabbit with the hounds a yelp at its heels. But to swim this thing, to fight this cruel, invulnerable, resistless giant that went roaring down the world with a huge uprooted oak tree in its mouth for a toothpick, this yellow, sinuous beast with hell broth slavering from its jaws, this daredevil boy god that sauntered along with a town in its pocket and a steepled church under its arm for a moment's toy. Swim this? For days I marveled at the magnificence of being a full-grown man, unafraid of big rivers. But the first sight of the Missouri River was not enough for me. There was a dreadful fascination about it, the fascination of all huge and irresistible things. I had caught my first wee glimpse into the infinite. I was six years old. Many a lazy Sunday stroll took us back to the river, and little by little the dread became less, and the wonder grew, and a little love crept in. In my boy heart I condoned its treachery with its giant sins, for after all it sinned through excess of strength, not through weakness." and that is the eternal way of virile things. We watched the steamboats loading for what seemed to me far distant ports. How the world shrinks. A double stream of roosters coming and going at a dog trot rushed the freight aboard, and at the foot of the gangplank, 
The mate swore masterfully while the perspiration dripped from the point of his nose. And then the raucous whistles blew. They reminded me of the lions roaring at the circus. The gangplank went up. The housers went in. The snub nose of the steamer swung out with a quiet majesty. Now she feels the urge of the flood and yields herself to it already dwindled to half her size. The pilot turns his wheel. He looks very big and quiet and masterful up there. The boat veers round, bells jangle. And now the engine wakens in earnest. She breathes with spurts of vapor. Breathed? No, it was sighing. For about it all clung an inexplicable sadness for me. The sadness that clings about all strong and beautiful things that must leave their moorings and go very, very far away.